0: Welcome, everyone, to the podcast that gives you movie and TV discussion every Tuesday and gaming discussion every Friday, the Nerdy Useless Topic Society, better known as... NUTS!
1: Because we're nuts.
0: Well, welcome to a very special episode, everyone, as Chris stares at me for some reason. (laughs)
1: We're we're recording live in person.
0: Yes, in person, not live anywhere else nope <laughs> we're in my bedroom Jeez,
1: the recording studio joe
0: but this room wears many hats oh it does don't you worry about that <laughs> well welcome to my
1: room oh my gosh but my name is joe and, and for those who uh stuck through so far the past 30 seconds or so i'm chris and so we're happy to hear to have you here today yes so so how's life chris good there's been so much stuff that's happened and uh I've been, i feel like i've watched a lot of good movies and tv shows recently between um re-watching as always like the office and finishing up new girl that's on netflix that's a funny show if you uh- haven't watched it i love the main actress
0: like i had a crush on her back when i watched elf
1: i was zoe deschanel yeah yeah if you haven't watched it yet especially the the guys they're all really funny and it's definitely was like as i watch it there's definitely similarities of like this is us if we all had an apartment together so basically how i met your mother is us if we
0: drank every day together
1: and new girl is us if we were just in an apartment together With less alcohol (laughs) Interesting
0: Yes That gives everyone a perspective on our lives (laughs) Hope you enjoy it (laughs)
1: Yeah What about you? you see anything recently?
0: Uh, Well, not recently I'm going to see Shazam very soon, hopefully Mm -hmm. Um, And then I haven't really watched much TV To be honest with you
1: Ooh I saw the first episode of Twilight Zone, the CBS All Access one. Oh, how was that? It was... I liked it. It was a little slow. The first episode's a full hour, um, and it definitely could have been trimmed down. I started watching the second one, and it's already a lot shorter, but the second one was like a remake of Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, the one with William Shatner on the plane, and he looks out. Mm -hmm. This one, though, was like they had a... Pretty good spin on it. It's he's on the airplane and like he's listening to a podcast and the podcast is one of those um what is that? The history uh podcast. It's like really popular. Oh, um, I, I haven't the But it's
0: there's so many of them. The guy
1: from this um like this history podcast is talking about the flight that he is on currently, and he's like, let's look back at what made this uh flight have an accident and the guy is freaking out because he's like trying so instead of seeing a monster on the wing they make yeah. it like here and no one wants to listen to it because they're like oh that's gross that was in your ears like the the headphones uh-huh. and stuff and he's trying to but people think he's crazy and i haven't finished crazy. it yet but i mean if it's anything to go on along the podcast then the plane's gonna go down at some point so uh and jordan peele i like him as the narrator. So he's he introduces the episodes just like Rod Serling did on the original And yeah, I know more episodes are coming out each week I just did the okay. free trial
0: That's good That's good I mean, I am glad that Jordan Peele is doing so well Like, Like he's brought two great movies out And now he's got, what, The Twilight Zone? Which we'll see how that pans out But that's
1: really good to hear yes and of course the biggest thing i think that's non-disney related (laughs) in any capacity is game of thrones all that's coming
0: out so we're recording this on a saturday (laughs) the day before yeah so it's coming out for us tomorrow but by the time everyone hears us game of thrones will have already been out
1: yes so fake spoilers oh my gosh i can't believe ned stark came back and killed oh my god
0: Ned, ned stark is the night king I never would have
1: guessed. I can't believe you know we saw Chewy there.
0: No, I kind of expected it.
1: Yeah, and but I, then when Sarah showed up <laughs> from Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> oh, dang it, Sarah! Yes, but that's the other big thing. Yesterday there was a huge Star Wars drop. Was that Star Wars celebration? No, that's too early. No, no,
0: I I don't I don't know what it was called, but. They released the new trailer for Star Wars. Yeah. Episode nine, um, Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah. Rise of Skywalker, which is an
0: interesting title.
1: Yeah. And the theorizing begins. It's even the color of the logo. It was blue. Yeah. And they said, you know, the color of the logo always like means something both Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi were red. And Last Jedi was red. And um, the rest, I think, have all been yellow. Except for just the text of a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. So there's going to be some meaning behind that.
0: Well, it
1: could mean so many things. Like, obviously, there's...
0: Implications about who's Ray's parents are mm-hmm. if Ray's a Skywalker. Part of me doesn't think, like, I don't think she is because I think that would be too obvious. Yeah. Um. The, obviously, Kylo Ren is, it has relations with the Skywalkers because his mother yeah. is That's a Skywalker. That's been made
1: clear since Force Awakens. And I heard that JJ Abrams is retconning. Some stuff, including Rey's parentage from Last Jedi, already retconning. Like he made it clear that he was like, and uh, what's his name, Matt Johnson or Ryan Johnson, who directed Last Jedi, was like, hey, you know, I'm just along for the along for the ride. I, you know, he can do whatever he wants to do. He's not like upset about anything. So my guess is, and they could play it off very easily. I think you know when she finds out who her true parentage or her true parents are. Then they'll just say, oh, well, he just said they were drunks to get you angry or something like that. And that's it.
0: Yeah. No, that's really easy to write off. Mm -hmm.
1: But I just,
0: I don't think they'll make her a Skywalker. It's too cliche. Like, it
1: should be about Kylo. Maybe Finn will be a Skywalker. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, please. Internet, react to that.
0: (laughs) Please, no. No it's gonna gonna be about kylo that somehow some way i don't know who else could be a skywalker but they'll they'll also probably make a lot of references to just the skywalker lineage like yeah. like anakin skywalker obviously luke skywalker everything yeah, yeah. like because this is i'm sure wrapping up the complete like Saga, like basically the Skywalker saga of Star Mm -hmm. Wars that has been there since the beginning. I think they're going to move on from that family tree finally.
1: Yeah, I think so. I saw something recently he said that either J.J. Abrams or Kathleen Kennedy or someone higher up within Star Wars said, you know, not only is this the end of this trilogy, but it's the end of three trilogies essentially of storytelling, kind of like Avengers with their... You know, not only is Endgame the end of Phase Three, but it's the end of all of these movies. So I think they'll do a similar thing, and then they said going forward they'll just have you know all different stories featuring completely different people, kind of like what they did with uh, Rogue One, I think. Yep, I Uh, enjoyed that.
0: I yeah, Rogue One has been my favorite of the movies that's been recently released. Yeah, Uh, I am curious what they are going to do with. Palpatine, now that you heard the little laugh at the end, <laughs> cackling. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> but I don't know if he's legit going to come back or if it's just going to be like them having to interact with like a force ghost. Force or... ghost or, well, I, he, I guess he can't be a force ghost because he's not,
1: he's not a Jedi. He's
0: not a Jedi. So he's not one with he's the force. He's super powerful. Yeah,
1: he, he's gonna be or there's like the old storylines from the books that now are officially in canon the legends, uh where he had clones of himself and all that stuff. I think they could do it well. Yeah. You know, it's it'll do fine.
0: Yeah. I, I just get nervous if they just try to introduce him last minute and then have Ray kill him. That's gonna be one shit show.
1: Yeah and i think the one shot of the trailer i think it was towards the end where they see parts of the original or not the original this the rebuilt death star in the ocean or whatever yeah i heard one person reviewing like the trailer talking about like oh this is probably like if that is uh the second one that's like part of endor or part of if it was from the original one then it's like from yavin 4 the moon Yep. And they're like, you know, maybe that wasn't a normal ocean before. That's just a moon-sized piece of equipment landing in the planet. It's going to make a giant, you know, it, it made the ocean or made the sea around them.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And then the other stuff that's happened is Lion King trailer came out too. I'm excited. I am too. It it looks interesting.
1: Yeah some people like insiders are talking about that it has enough it's tracking to beat like end game like no it doesn't no it's no it doesn't people will see it and it, it's very exciting because it, it, it it's gonna be a shot for shot essentially a shot for shot remake um so it'll be like cool to see almost like a novelty but then it's like okay it's not gonna really have legs to stand past maybe three weeks or so
0: It'll be a big hit because Lion King tends to be like a lot of people's favorite classic Disney movie.
1: Yeah, it's one of mine.
0: But it's people. It's a remake, and it's just it's not gonna hold up like Endgame. It's just not. I'm I'm going to see it, no doubt about it. But it's not gonna be that big. Um, then what else? Oh, there's Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. That's what I was about to say. I forgot about that
1: yes that's perfect because we can segue into our main discussion from that too yeah so disney plus has announced november 19th or 16th it's around then i believe it's the 19th
0: i can check it while you yes. discuss
1: so november 19th i believe and coming to uh, you know they released some screenshots of the interface yeah it looks just like uh similar to netflix or hulu uh but they'll have sections like a Marvel section, a Star Wars section. Coming day 1 is uh the Mandalorian uh from Star Wars. And then, you know, Marvel has a few mini series in development. Bucky and Falcon team up. Mm-hmm. Uh they're doing Scarlet Vision or yeah. I think that's what they're calling it. Um all one word and it's the scarlet witch it's wanda maybe it's even wanda vision
0: i'm not sure what the title is honestly I, i just i know they are making a scarlet scarlet witch and vision
1: yeah so there's gonna be that there's gonna be a loki miniseries there's gonna be you know more definitely to come uh but it's exciting one big thing that i was freaking out about was because Even like up until a month before the deal went through, Fox said, Hey, you know, we're giving up all this stuff, but we're still going to have a handful of things that we've had forever, like The Simpsons. And with this announcement, there was no talk about anything beforehand. They said, Hey, just so you know, Disney Plus is going to have the first 30 seasons, which is all of The Simpsons on it on day one i was like oh my gosh did you see the little commercial with the simpsons i didn't see the commercial i saw the one like stock image of them all with the mickey mouse ears and darth vader yeah they're like bob Iger.
0: they're like we would like to
1: say thanks to our new overlord <laughs> <laughs> i gotta watch that That's yeah you great. you
0: really should it you would enjoy it i love it uh yeah all i can see from here from looking at the internet is that it comes out in November two thousand nineteen? I don't have a. It's not popping up. Oh, November twelfth. 12th. November twelfth. 12th. Okay, there it so is. I was off by a week. It's fun, funny. I, just, I as I was looking, and I couldn't. I gave up. It, there it pops up. Yes. Um. So. Yeah. So that's gonna be exciting. It's only seven seven dollars a month, but then you got a question like.
1: Or huh. seventy a yeah. year, so you can get essentially two months free.
0: Yes, yeah, like, I would love to get two months for free. Of course you would. Yeah, but
1: that's a pretty good deal because that's cheaper than all of the other streaming services, yeah. and that's without like commercials or anything. I think Hulu probably has a better deal of. I think it's like five or six dollars a month. It, yeah, something like that with commercials. With commercials,
0: and, but you gotta think it's just starting out. It doesn't have that big of a lot, li- like yeah. too big of a library right now. Well, they said
1: they're going to have every Disney movie, including, because I saw on there, any Disney Channel TV show and Disney Channel original movie. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to see... Luck of the Irish. "The Luck of the Irish. The Paper Brigade. Nightmare Under the Bed, or whatever that was called. The Terrifying Halloween Town. Yeah, I was about to say, like, the first Halloween Town. (sighs) Some they were so. I remember the one it was like about imaginary monsters, and it was terrifying because the guy's like, "I'm gonna kill you!" I'm like, "What movie no. is this?" <laughs> and, Maybe they'll finally make Hocus Pocus two. Ah, uh, I could see that being a Disney Plus thing if it gets enough traction and people are watching it. People have been asking for it for years. They made a book out of it. Did they? Yeah, I'm oh, reading it. I have no idea. And it's pretty... Actually, you know, the concept is very much what it would probably be like as a movie. Oh, really? 25 years after the original movie, um, the main characters are married and they have a kid and their kid is, uh, you know, basically brings them back. But now it's the yeah. 21st century. Oh. So it's... But it is, it it is like not annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's done well so far. Okay. I I have to pick up on
0: because i didn't i didn't know that existed but yeah that's going to be interesting i i'm kind of excited for disney plus i'll i want to see if they do anything with bundling hulu and everything together just so you know you can watch like the harder stuff on yeah because i don't want to pay for all these like netflix hulu disney plus separately if i yeah
1: because then it'll be more than you're paying for cable anyways or around the same price yeah so that's a pain yeah yeah we'll see. The, Then that brings us,
0: lets us segue into our main topic today. Yes, phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In preparation for the upcoming hit that will be Endgame, we are discussing every phase, every week of the MCU until Endgame. So this week is phase two.
1: Yes, if you're interested in knowing anything about Phase 1, which is from the Avengers all the way back to Iron Man, check out our last or really our last movie episode, which yes. is two episodes back, and that's the beginning of Phase 1. Today we're talking Phase 2, which is I thought more, but it is only 6 movies. Yep. Uh, but it's Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. But so While it's the same amount of movies,
0: if you look at timeline, it's a lot closer together. Oh my gosh. 2013 to 2015, as opposed to 2008 to 2012.
1: Yeah, four years all the way down to two years, and the amount of movies they released jumped up to two a year yes. where before Perfect. besides shut up. <laughs> besides <laughs> iron man and the incredible hulk in the very beginning being released six weeks apart yeah. every movie re- was released like one a year after that yeah
0: uh, there, there was at the end of phase one they released i want to say two movies very con- oh thor and captain america were yeah. released like six weeks apart as well
1: oh gee yeah, yeah you know i do remember seeing uh them not too far apart in theaters
0: yeah this time like iron man 3 was released may 3rd 2013 then thor the dark world came november 8th 2013 captain america winter soldier came out april 4th 2014 guardians came out august 1st 2014 avengers age of ultron came out may 1st 2015 and then ant-man came out july 17th 2015 so really the only movies that were close together were age of ultron and ant-man and they at least had a couple like they had two months separated the others were spaced out
1: pretty well yeah so let's dive right in iron man 3 this came out may 3rd 2013 i remember we saw this were you with us when we saw this
0: i don't remember
1: this was like right around graduation I, I probably was. Yeah, I remember us seeing was. this in the theater down by school. But yes, Iron Man 3. It had so much hype and it made so much money, I think, because it was the first follow-up one to Avengers and it was the first follow-up solo Iron Man movie since Iron Man 2 years before. What was that, 2010? I so, want to say it was
0: 2010. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, it was. Three years after the previous solo Iron Man movie, story-wise, after Avengers, it's like, this is the first movie to follow that movie, this huge cultural phenomenon. We gotta see this. And it's featuring an Academy Award-winning actor as the villain. So Ben Kingsley was the mandarin there was so much hype built Wait, around this on. quote unquote well we the villain it. spoilers for People, a movie six years ago we're, yeah
0: we're going to spoil every one of these movies so spoiler alert to the whole
1: mcu Fine. let me rephrase it ben king sir ben kingsley sir king. played the villain trevor slattery <laughs> <laughs> the the patsy who took the form the stage name of the mandarin. Yeah. While Guy Pierce's um, Aldrich Killian, the like head the founder of Advanced Idea Mechanics or AIM, which is like a big uh, evil conglomerate in the comics. Yep. So, I liked how they tied that part those two areas of the comics together. Um, but yes, I know so many people did not like the fact that essentially Iron Man's main villain like he's the joker to iron man was reduced to a joke
0: it because it had all to do with their marketing like yeah they market the shit out of the mandarin being the the big bad in that movie
1: yeah and they did even within the movie like the fake you know he takes over the radio waves and it was just like modern terrorism and yeah. it was like it was just so well done uh i still like it you know i know some people that are like oh well, we need the real mandarin and but it was done so well i really enjoyed it
0: i can i can appreciate it now that it's been a little while but like i said because i was expecting it to be that and i was so pumped for it cuz he sounded like they made him sound like such a cool villain like all all the tapes and it it just sounded so great and then i just felt like the payoff we got like with killian Like, he wasn't nearly the villain that the Mandarin could have been.
1: No. I think, uh, you know, Ben Kingsley as Trevor Mandarin, he chewed the scenery. Like, any scene that he was in as the Mandarin, or once you've realized he's Trevor, like, he stole any scene he was in. Which is a lot when you're especially acting opposite Robert Downey Jr. Like Because he's so charismatic, too. So that's why I really liked it. But I think, Yeah. And there were some behind-the-scenes issues as well. They didn't want, originally, the screenwriters uh, didn't want Aldrich Killian to be the main villain. They wanted uh, Rebecca Hall, the girl, I don't remember who she played. She played the botanist. Yeah. She was going to be the main villain. And then it was either marketing or someone, someone there said, oh, it all came down to toys. And she her action figure wouldn't sell as much as Aldrich Killian. Yeah. So we're going to change the story around. She'll be his lackey essentially. And so they had to rewrite some script to make it. So she was the brains of the operation. Uh, you know, he yeah. was the head and um, Ben Kingsley's uh, Trevor Slattery was the face that Aldrich kind of hid behind.
0: Yeah. Now it was like I don't I didn't have too much of a problem with Iron Man 3, not like I did with Iron Man 2. I was uh, okay with it cuz it was like they were setting it up to be kind of cool and then like more more gritty cuz you know, you saw Tony go through this whole thing with like just the post traumatic stress disorder yeah. with with what happened with in New York after Avengers. The, the scenes with him and that kid were hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, like, the the PTSD was the underlying theme throughout the whole movie because he would have those panic attacks. And mm-hmm. even he, like, like Jarvis, because Jarvis was still a thing at that time, says, yeah. he's like, oh, I think you had a mild panic attack. And he's like, me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And they had the whole, like, second act storyline of he doesn't have the suit so let's you know we'll show tony is just as much a threat as if he was in the suit the iron man suit because his mark 42 is destroyed or powered down so he meets the kid and i love when he goes to like you know when he goes and he first finds out that the mandarin is really trevor and he goes like to home depot or lowe's first and makes all these little things to break into the compound that he's at and he does it with just things at the store and he just it shows that he doesn't need the suit and that's like also part of the message because like, at the end when he blows up all the suits he's like oh I don't I am Iron Man I don't need the suit and, and then of then course got every the movie back. after <laughs> yeah, then every movie since like kind of proves like oh okay well that takes the yeah. message away a little bit
0: I mean yeah that was kind of the other weird thing with Iron Man 3 is that they it felt like that they were trying to send off Tony Stark but you knew he was coming back because you have And like you, you eventually knew that Avengers three and four were going to come out, and Avengers two. So, you knew he wasn't going anywhere, but the the ending made it sound like he was done. So
1: yeah, I'm trying to think in Endgame. I think it's like he he hasn't done too many since iron man three because by iron man two he's up to like mark five or six or seven like low numbers still sting, uh, still single digits but then the jump after avengers was you know four up to 42 yeah i think now is he um,
0: still in the 40s or
1: yeah that's why i was just pulling up I've, so
0: i believe he's still in the 40s
1: yeah maybe out ah, here Hulkbuster. That's Hulkbuster. War Machine. Yeah, Mark Fifty One. Okay. Is the uh, yeah Mark Fifty One is the current one that's going to be an end game, or so? Mark Fifty or so? No, a... no, no. I I don't know. It's up there. <laughs> okay. Either way, yes. it, it was.
0: I think summary. It was an okay movie. It wasn't horrible.
1: Yeah, it, it was definitely one of the funnier ones. It but was. I mean, because I remember laughing. I still go back and watch that and laugh a lot. Um, so now the, the next and most
0: fun movie oh. in, in all the MCU.
1: Well, before we get to that, let okay. me talk brief detour. Oh, okay. So after Iron Man 3, there was two kind of ways Marvel went. TV and home release. So TV, they introduce Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., starting in the fall so after iron man three the show started in the fall like three four months after iron man three and then mostly during phase two any movies that would come out the show would tie pretty much pretty directly into what happens in the movie and the first season ran through thor the dark world and captain america the winter soldier the first season of the show had some rough patches, but really it picked up once Winter Soldier came out. And I remember them saying, hey, if you watch our show, you need to see this week's episode, which comes out on, like, you know, Tuesday. Go see Captain America the Winter Soldier on Friday, and then come see our show next Tuesday, because we are going to spoil the movie. And clearly it was a big... It was a huge spoiler. Spoiler, because Hydra was a part of uh, the show. So uh the show dramatically changed at that point for several reasons we'll talk about another time but it really tied in well and then really after age of ultron and ant-man in the uh, probably the second season it kind of had its own legs to stand on and went in its own direction that didn't really directly tie into any of the future movies thank goodness yeah and it really i think it got better at that point
0: well yeah because that's the problem with some of marvel's tv is that they try to tie in yeah. to it and they shouldn't it was a crutch it, just that that's like the thing that C- dc does well is that they don't make any other tv shows mm-hmm. tie into their movies they green arrow can have any well within reason like yeah a, they're for, not allowed to have the joker or anything but they can have characters yeah in, the, in there and it doesn't matter because they don't relate to the the Cinematic Universe.
1: Just like officially, Netflix MCU is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there's probably one connection or two a season in like most of their seasons of shows. But Yeah. yeah.
0: It doesn't need to. It would do better without it.
1: So, the other thing, a brief detour, is that in the home releases, all the Blu-rays had these Marvel one-shots where it was these little um, ten or so minute... Uh, shorts that were in the MCU But just didn't warrant like a full movie Or anything like that But some were like big deals One that were released alongside It was the Thor of the Dark World Blu-ray Which is the reason I got the Blu-ray Not the DVD Was it had a one shot called All Hail the King And it was a 10 or 11 minute short About Trevor Slattery Being filmed for this documentary About the whole situation and he's in jail and it's talking about his acting career and stuff and people love him because he's like in jail they're like oh he's so he's so badass Mm -hmm. but then the twist at the end is that the person recording him doing the uh, documentary he has the 10 rings tattoo and he's like there is someone who's called the mandarin and he's very mad that you stole his name so it was like a like we did that 100 for the fans it was uh, yeah. a way to show there is a real mandarin and he's pissed because you made a mockery of him and his like ways because they revere him as like a religious deity the people in the 10 rings so yeah and they go to kill trevor and of course he's oblivious to everything he's like sorry what and then like it plays like buddy cop music as it rolls the credits and it also had a um tie-in the uh, what's his name the actor who plays justin hammer is in prison yeah. with him and it's like during the credits there's a mid credits in this and all of a sudden you see a person beyond newspaper and he puts the newspaper down it's justin hammer in jail so it tells you what's going on yep. with him they did those one shots i think up until age of ultron or ant-man but i they're all on youtube they're really funny if you haven't seen yeah. them go check I, them I've out i've seen
0: the mandarin one that I don't know if they'll ever bring him Actually into the MCU Because of I don't know how long Yeah I
1: doubt it at this point It was just that was their little send off to Say okay calm down people
0: Yeah no I get it Now one of the most controversial Movies in all of the MCU (laughs) Thor, Thor The Dark World Yes. Thor The Dark World With the best villain Ever in the MCU
1: Loki yeah exactly
0: (laughs) not that evil
1: elf featuring doctor who himself malekith sir elfie sir elfie sir half face (laughs) he gets electrocuted and then he gets like the uh his comic book look of the half black half white face Uh oh what a film you know i didn't hate it when i first saw it but i think i saw it in theaters and i was all hyped up because it's like you know you see it in theaters like okay. you're gonna leave and like oh. and there were some great parts any of the parts that had loki were the best parts yeah um i agree it had still had to me outside of stan lee cameos one of the best cameos of as they're escaping they loki changes the disguises to uh disguise himself as a guard and then as lady sif to try to please thor (laughs) and then the very end he changes into captain america and he's like oh let me trade change into one of your buddies and then it's cap and thor and they shot the scene three times because it was tom hiddleston in the full cap suit which you can see online doing the scene and then chris evans doing the scene copying tom hiddleston as himself (sighs) so it's very meta but yeah Yeah. no that scene was good
0: I will give you that
1: yes but the actual villain and the storyline ugh what a shit show
0: see I thought I remembered you talking like you semi-liked it a little
1: well like I said there were some parts that I really liked anything that had to deal with Thor and Loki because it continued their story their overarching story from the original Thor to the Avengers yeah. and it's trying and you never know the entire time if he's like actually redeeming himself or not so still, still don't know <laughs> yeah oh he's he's always going to be like a yeah. anti-hero villain He oh, yeah. never he's never going to be a full hero no he shouldn't and You never know if he'll be a full-on villain, but he's going to be in that like gray, darker gray area. He does what's best for him. Exactly. Um, And it sets up the best like stuff in early part of Thor Ragnarok, so that was good. And the ending, yeah, the twist that he was Odin was just like, Oh, this is awesome. Did he kill him? And then that led to so much speculation that there was no answer, even until really... And Thor Ragnarok he wouldn't say anything and that was years later yeah
0: but I agree the The scenes that involved Thor's and Thor and Loki's relationship were good I like them trying to build on that and you know that obviously influenced other movies and them, them fighting and getting transported to these different worlds and all that stuff
1: yeah that was fine but then everything else yeah when you was, if you take that that's probably less than a half hour of the movie uh,
0: yeah I would easily say less than a half
1: an hour um yeah give or take because i remember the scene where like loki's in prison and he finds out that his mother's dead essentially because of him and he he you know he didn't really care for odin for many reasons but he did love his mother and the fact that he was responsible for her death and he like is in prison and just blows everything up in there like it was you could see he's he does such a good job like tom hiddleston so that elevated some of the scenes but the earth parts where you know oh everything's it just happens you know jane foster found the ether just at the same time that this once in a thousand years you know thing like is going to happen cosmic event cosmic in event in england england is yes. happening so it just turned in, James Bond yes and then it turns out how oh, the ether is you know it yes. also teased that the e- the uh a- the ether is the reality stone yeah. so that was like a good post credit scene and it also introduced the collector. the
0: collector but what a shitty way to to bring about the reality stone just having it like put in a bunch of wormholes to different deme- yeah. dimensions just to
1: destroy reality to destroy reality because you don't like life because he's super goth yeah <laughs> but
0: I, I think i think we're done here yeah
1: people know we talked about all the good things in the movie and Mm -hmm. that was like five six minutes yeah
0: if if that
1: so now we went from one of the worst
0: movies in the mcu to actually probably one of the best movies in the mcu which i to this day definitely top three yeah i haven't done a ranking yet so but i'd probably say it'd probably be top three yeah
1: we'll have our rankings for what the end of phase three or for end game episode
0: we gotta figure that out. We'll
1: probably do, let's do it for Endgame because okay. we'll have our big discussion. Then we can end it with our yeah with we'll our be, rankings. Okay. Yeah, I'm down for that because the Endgame is gonna have to be but, in there too. Yeah,
0: that's true. But um, so this one, which I didn't think I would like because I hate I hated this character at first. You did, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Pro- like you said, one of the top three movies in all of the MCU so far. And some people still rank it as number one on their list.
1: Yeah. And so. it's if someone ever says it's like in their top five or, you know, in any specific spot, there's no argument for it because it's just so well done. Um, I like how Kevin Feige, the producer of all of this, says, he's like, you know, if you look at certain movies, there's like almost like a theme to them or a type of movie they're styled, uh, styled after. Like a st- uh, So this was definitely more, he's like, this is going to be like a those 70s spy thriller espionage movies that were big in the 70s and he's like and we got the biggest like person from that genre to be in this movie robert redford who like as soon as you see him in the trailer and he's like sometimes you gotta burn everything down before you can build it back up and everyone's like Oh, he's gonna be a bad guy. Yeah. Why you cast this big? You're gonna pull an Iron Man three. You're yeah. casting this big person, except oh, he. You're saying he's a hero. He's gonna do, be like a double crosser. What people didn't expect was that Hydra and half of Shield <laughs> was going to be bad.
0: Yeah, like all of it turned on its head, and then you had Cap, who was this like morally just guy, like having to fight all these people that like the institution that he had believed in because he had come out of Mm -hmm. his his ice cocoon so to speak and like he was trying to be with that organization to make the world a better place all of a sudden it turned on him like that
1: yeah and again
0: yeah again and he had to fight all these people just to survive and on top of that then his best friend comes back
1: yeah That was so... And that was, like, something, like, people that knew the comics knew. Okay, yeah, it's Bucky. But, like, they did... Sebastian Stan, you know, he had kind of, like, a slight Hawkeye role in, like, Hawkeye in Avengers where he was, like, brainwashed. So, like, you know, his character was kind of... I don't know, kind of sluggish. Like, I mean, he was a hell of a fighter and everything, but just his character as a a person was very... uh, bland, but it's yeah, because he, he, he played the role well because he was brainwashed and Steve's trying to tell him, like, no, we're best friends. He's like, I don't know you, and he's beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he like he's going to kill him. And mm-hmm. it's not until essentially Steve shows that he is really the stronger person and he's going easy on him because he's like, You're my best friend. And then he finally stops. He's like, look, I'm not gonna kill you. You can kill me, but I there's no way I'm gonna kill you. And at the very end, you know, Bucky saves his life and lets him go, and learns about himself. In the, you know, not the Franklin Institute. <laughs> and, uh, Doesn't learn about the Franklin Institute. Yeah, down in uh, DC. Yeah, uh, like the, the Air and Space Museum. Yeah,
0: no, I know what you're talking about. Yes, but yeah, that that movie so did so well because it broke down Cap's ca- characters so well and made him. Like, rethink everything and try to piece everything together. He had to fight his best friend. He, you got to see S.H.I.E.L.D. like completely turn on its head.
1: Yeah. And then, and that still has ramifications, like, to this day.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, the, and then it's just like, you know, who, who do you trust? Like, what was actually, like, who's a good guy in here? And, like you said, it, it goes on till today. Like, you have no idea who, can be trusted
1: anymore in the movies yeah which it, i like it launched a million memes Hell Hydra. Hell.
0: oh that was great great yeah oh.
1: and i love that uh what's his name the uh Yes. Senator, senator stern was a hydra agent and it's like just enough to bring him back just to show that he is a hydra agent and then they arrest him at the end and they um you know so many people that you've seen is like background characters or some that you've come to love are like not good people they're hydra agents and like i said with the tie-in with the tv show that was like a big turning point yeah um
0: then they introduced what i didn't know was possible and that was two characters from my favorite TV series, or, or series at all. At the end credits, wasn't this when Scarlet Witch, and oh Quicksilver yes, were introduced?
1: Yes, because Captain America: Winter Soldier. So it ends, and it was before this came out. Before Days of Future, no, yeah, Days of Future Past, which was going to introduce Quicksilver. So they were like playing a, a game of who's gonna mm-hmm. have the better Quicksilver i'm and sorry days of future Past. one they that, definitely down. did for a quicksilver and scarlet witch was like they just showed a little girl and like oh there she is and that's all we're gonna say yeah um but they did introduce in that post credit scene because they showed baron von strucker with the scepter loki scepter and talks about he's like oh this isn't the age of you know superheroes anymore it's the age of miracles because we can't say mutants yes, yet because we'll
0: get fined yes
1: we <laughs> will get sued if we say mutants so but now we can uh yes and then you see quicksilver and scarlet witch and they're like never referred to those names so far <laughs> still to this day i don't think they've either, yeah they've never been called that in any of the I, official things
0: i don't think so either
1: yeah they oh! I also liked as uh, a random thing. They brought back the little uh, scientist as uh, as his character almost in the comic books, where he's like a giant robotic. Not Modok, but he's. I was gonna say it wasn't Modoc. No, but his um, character in the yeah he uh, he is like a giant like screen of himself as a head. So. Uh, That was brought back as, like, the millions or thousands of feet of tape. So he's like, you're in my brain, Captain (laughs) Rogers.
0: That was funny. That was just great. So, anything else we need to say about Winter Soldier?
1: No, it was just so good. We could seriously talk, like, the whole time about that. We could. But now we come to one
0: of the most ex- unexpected but great movies
1: yes everyone wanted this to suck so much so they could say look they're not all perfect like yes people didn't like the dark world but they're like this is gonna like ew. they all sold well nothing yeah. was a flop at this point and they're like here it is this is gonna be the flop. flop this is gonna be the one that says okay we're gonna do age of ultron and we'll end after that and then this just hit it out of the park Oh, everything came together for this.
0: It, it is it is one of my top Marvel movies. For a while it's been my favorite Marvel movie and I have to revisit the rankings. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy. So good. So good, so funny like they they it got you away from kind of the the MCU on Earth. Well, it did get you away it from did. the MCU yeah, on Earth. Any
1: story you're familiar with. It was a fresh movie after sequel literally up until this point every movie before it was a sequel
0: yeah and this just took a life on its own it incorp like it had things in it that would impact the marvel cinematic universe for the future but what it started with was it completely its own like characters like Groot was it's like for only saying i am Groot one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I love him for
1: saying a total of 5 words for I am Groot and we and are. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene where he essentially dies where and James Gunn to said, "Oh no, the Groot that's come back, like that's technically like his offspring." Mm-hmm. So, yes, Groot died in the first one. The fact that a character who can say 5 words gets you get so attached to these characters that you're like in tears After two hours or so, when uh, he dies, and you're like, oh my god, I'm crying over a giant tree. Tree. yep. A CGI tree. And, you know, that just goes to show how James Gunn did such a great job as director, and he and Nicole Perlman, who wrote the movie, like, just, like, we're going out there, it's going to be weird, and you're going to love every minute of it.
0: Yep. They they had, like, every character was like the good guys i should specify yeah we're good like star lord like best casting of my life yeah chris pratt lost
1: like 60 pounds for the movie it was so funny
0: yeah he looked so different but he's so such a funny guy i loved Mm -hmm. him on parks and rec and he just carried it (laughs) on there i remember
1: he explained on the show like he was off for a couple of months filming this and it was like when he's in england on the show and uh one of the characters like how'd you lose all that weight i just stopped drinking beer really (laughs) yeah six months just no beer (laughs) and then then it's like he's ripped like star lord now Uh, it was
0: so great uh gamora's character yeah zoe zeldana she
1: she was like yeah i'm gonna die with the dumbest people in the universe as they're like escaping prison yeah she
0: was a semi-serious one but she eventually like it was more so like annoyance with everyone else's stupidity around her, which yeah. kind of I related to it. Yeah, I right was
1: going to say, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, she was the one that was meant to be yeah, relatable to like she was the rational yeah. person yeah, in that sense because, you know, everyone was expecting, oh, well, they're going to make Rocket or they're going to make Groot. Like, the the ones that all the kids love. Because Groot was, like... And, you know, remember when he killed by impaling all those people at the end? Then yes. he just looks at the camera and just smiles. Yes. That was so funny. Yeah. Um, and Rocket was, like, you know, the little, like, smartass who is uh, the mechanical, like genius who can turn anything into a weapon yep. thief
0: um, tells you to grab some oh guy's gosh. leg just because he wants you to uh, yeah
1: oh my god what do you look like hopping around like oh i can't move him. where's my leg oh it was so funny yeah but i think like the complete it matches the tone of the movie because you were expecting not much And of those five, they were like, okay, you're probably going to get, like, something good out of Chris Pratt and, like, Rocket and uh, Groot. Gamora, like, you know, knowing, especially now, like, she played such a pivotal role. And they introduced... They gave you more... That also... Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But I think a breakout success of the movie was Drax. The complete... Yeah, Dave Patista. Oh, don't try to say that. His uh, people are completely literal everything else goes over his head nothing will go over my my head head. (laughs) my reflexes are too fast (laughs) like and he said it's like his delivery was perfect every time and every both Guardians Guardians 2 Infinity War
0: yeah
1: every line is like gold. Can I say how weird it was
0: watching him as Drax? Because as a kid, as a teenager, he saw him. Wrestle. I used to be a w- huge WWE fan. I saw him wrestle. Like I was watching <laughs> wrestling when he first came up and like won his first major championship. And yeah. then I watched him as Drax. I'm like, I didn't know he could do this.
1: This is great. I he should play this role forever. Yeah. It was just, and he has been so protective of not only his character, but of like the core cast and crew. So he was very, um, you know, very outspoken about uh, Disney's decision on James Gunn, uh, the firing and also rehiring. Rehiring. Yes, thank goodness. Thank God. Yes, because now there's a chance that you know after Guardians Three, like he could still do something. Like I doubt that he'll do like a Guardians Four, but whoever's alive still at the end of that of Guardians Three, you know he I could see him doing like the the original Guardians that was teased in Guardians Two, like the Ravagers or something, and still bring back a handful of Guardians characters like Drax. The last thing with Guardians, this really introduced for the. The first time outside of a smile, Thanos. Thanos yep, because it had um, Josh Brolin, who actually plays Thanos in every incarnation since, introduced as you know what his end goal was, which is essentially Infinity War. Sir Hoverchair. Sir Hoverchair. Yes, and he had the iconic smile as he sends Ronan to do his bidding. Yeah. Oh, so so good. Yeah. and uh, that movie was.
0: It was amazing did so many things well ronan yeah. was seriously the only bad part of that movie
1: yeah and that was still at the point where they had a villain problem you know winter soldier was probably you know iron man 3 still continued their villain problem it was a different style of villain problem but still like not a strong villain because of the rug being pulled out from under thor dark world classic example of just the traditional bad villain problem uh Winter Soldier, it was weird because it was like it was not a one-person villain. It was all of Hydra Hydra. again. And it was like Bucky, but he's like, you know, on the path to redemption. So you can't really consider him like the main villain. Yeah. So that was like unique. Guardians, yeah. Another one where Ronan just, you know. But I mean, who else was, you know, sentenced to basically death by dance-off? This is true. Yes. This is true. That was so good. It was. I couldn't believe when that was happening in the theater. I was like, oh my God, what is he... And then he even says it. What are you doing? (laughs) Dance off, bro. like, oh my God, this movie. I can't believe this is actually happening. It's great. Now we get to the crux, essentially, of phase two. Yeah.
0: Age of Ultron.
1: Yep. The week of Ultron. The week. The week. (laughs) Basically all it was. It was a couple days of an inconvenience that resulted in a nation (laughs) being crumbled after being lifted up into the sky and without this movie i mean we wouldn't have had civil war so there's a positive um
0: i don't think it was that bad
1: no i just out of all of the main avengers movies it's the dark world of the avengers movies it had its moments Um. just like i you know mm-hmm. it had some really good moments in it the initial i like they just jumped right into the action the yes. whole uh attack on the hydra base showed us how much time has passed and that they're all together working to eliminate hydra which they mostly do like yeah. yes it's yeah. uh yeah. developed in further movies and shows that like there's still little bits here and there but
0: they fracture the the main parts of it to yes. where only a few people survive in in sporadic places
1: yeah nothing ever big enough again that it's uh you know a full avenger level of hydra
0: yeah it will get there eventually one day again yes
1: but but yeah and
0: then you know they if it wasn't for those god-awful accents that they decided to try try to do with (laughs) scarlet Witch and yeah Quicksilver, like You didn't see that coming? And, yeah <laughs> <laughs> No oh. They were they were so bad, but I liked like how in the in the beginning in the movie when they first confronted the Avengers, how Scarlet Witch turned them on each other or made them face some of their greatest fears.
1: Yes. That that was cool. The visions Ah, visions. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I see what I did there by accident. Uh, and then also it led to like one of the best fight scenes of the Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Yeah, uh, battle. That was great. That
0: uh, that was really great, and everyone was so like from the trailers. That that was like one of the main things everyone wanted to see in this movie.
1: Yeah. Like, they didn't tease too much of the final battle because they didn't want to give anything away story-wise. So the big thing that was teased in most of the trailers was, hey, we're going to have Hulkbuster armor in this, and it's going to be great. And still, like, the line of Tony, when he finally punches Hulk and he bleeds a little bit, and he just looks at him and he's pissed, yeah. and Tony just goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Hulk just beats the, the shit out of him. Yep. And then finally, at the end, like, you know, tony is able to subdue him but you know also it introduced a little like another uh back introduction of claw it did before he had his claw he and it explains how he got it by black panther because ultron is upset that he's calling he's relating him in any way to stark yeah because he has father issues (laughs) and he does not like stark and he cuts off his hand. Cause that's a normal thing to do after no, giving someone I, millions of dollars.
0: Yeah. But you see, when you start bringing in up my daddy issues, you know, <laughs> your, your hands got to go.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that looks very painful. And that was the thing like James Spader. Well, I liked him as Ultron and he had just like, you know, the same charisma as Tony. And I, <laughs> there was one line and it's going to bother me. Um, Because they're all about... It was in that same scene, I think. They're about to fight, and Ultron says, like, you know, equip to Captain America or someone there. And Tony's like, he beat me by that much. Mm -hmm. Like, Tony was about to say it, and it shows how similar they were.
0: Yeah, I, I get that that's what they were trying to do, but I think that was one of my issues with the movie, so to speak, is that, again, this relates to trailers and what happened with the movie the trailers were so cool for this movie Mm -hmm. like them doing Pinocchio's song the creepy
1: which now like every big budget movie does like oh here here's a classic like kid song or something from your childhood and we're gonna make it creepy and like or operatic and yeah
0: yeah like this this started it and it was so cool and then it painted this picture like like they were gonna make Ultron dark Mm -hmm. and like it was gonna be just yeah it's
1: gonna be and he said that too Josh Whedon said this is definitely darker than Avengers so you're going in expecting oh my god people are gonna die and essentially the only casualty by the end of the movie I mean it was yeah. well yeah I mean of the characters you're introduced to because everyone they show in the movie is and um you know tony has not jarvis anymore cuz it introduced vision yeah who at the very end but before that um i know it is after cuz vision's fighting ultron at the end in that big climactic battle it shows like tony is on rescue while they're all fighting um yeah so What was it tony said oh good you cleared the city essentially so all the people in the floating part were alive it was the people that were left below that died and i don't remember the exact number but it is in civil war they say the number of deaths and it was like above a thousand uh so but but ultimately for the character that they were portraying or trying to be mm -hmm. the
0: casualty like casualties weren't that high like you were saying Mm -hmm. and he was totally different, like, right from the get-go. Like, when he was first introduced with Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver... Yeah. He was just quippy, like like you said, like Tony. And you're, Yeah. And that kind of... I remember watching it for the first time and being like, this is not what I expected, and I do not know if I like this. Yeah.
1: And it's definitely... You know, Marvel as a whole is definitely lighter than... Uh, with the exception of essentially Infinity War. Yeah. They're all relatively positive like yes you have character deaths in them like we'll talk about some with uh, phase three next week because there's some really powerful moments in some of them but
0: next week's gonna be a long episode yes a lot of movies
1: age of ultron uh was quicksilver was the casualty every other main hero made it out alive um they gave a lot more development to hawkeye which was good they made him almost like a father figure too the twins uh, and you know Quicksilver saved his life because you know Hawkeye had like no character development in any of the prior movies so he actually got some development in this and he was the only one who didn't get a vision because he was brainwashed in the whole first movie Yeah, Um, it also set up a lot of phase three which people had complaints about especially Thor's scene and you could see the deleted scene of Thor in the cave and Josh whedon there was like some very public like battles behind the scenes because he did not want any of that stuff in his movie and they're like you gotta have it and he really like the farm scene was all him because he's very much like dialogue and exposition uh-huh. and they were like no we don't want that and we want like these scenes he's like fine he finally caved they're like look you can keep the farm if you throw thor in the pool and he edited it down from if you watch the deleted scene it's like it's weird he's like being it's not him talking it's uh he's being like possessed by just beings that know all about the infinity stone it was yeah very weird it it was um yeah him and selvig shows up here let me show you a place it was just very like fast-paced rushed it sets up the tony steve rift more with them arguing about their beliefs and ideologies. So it's that's what I think the issue was. It was just a lot of setup. No like open and shut, like, you know, with the exception of essentially Ultron being created, then destroyed, and they got Vision now and Scarlet Witch. It's just all about setting up future movies. Yep. Whereas Avengers was like you could watch it seeing no other movies, and you're introduced to these four main superheroes a little bit. And you have an open and shut story. Yep.
0: Yep. No, th- this one, you're right. Set up a lot of things. Wasn't necessary. I I don't think Ultron was the worst villain. And I don't think this was by f- far, I don't think this was the worst movie. but No. It was just, yeah, it wasn't that great. It was an okay movie. Yeah. Which was a letdown because Avengers was so good. Yep. Um, then
1: we have the final movie of phase two. Because why not ant-man which ant-man was a good movie oh my it, gosh i was surprised I, with this one too
0: yeah me too like i, I went in i was like I, they did it with guardians but how the hell are they going to do it with ant-man and it just wound up being like guardians-esque where it was a lot of yeah. comedy and like unique
1: characters and it followed its own yeah
0: story and it worked out for them
1: yeah they tied enough in like uh, you know it explained why this technology has been available and it explained why this has been there and why it hasn't been brought up in any of the prior movies because they're like hey if this guy's been around since the 70s why has this not been in any movies and they say oh well because the original Hank Pym the original Ant-Man had a huge falling out with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Howard Stark and all that stuff and Agent Carter and there was like a nice tie in and then, um, you know, they mentioned Sokovia and things like that. And it was definitely much smaller scale, pun intended, for the movie. And it was like, you know, the villain was okay. Same, I think, issue as Marvel's issues. Yep. It was... Yep. He, was he wasn't He was the worst. He did a decent job. He was kind of going crazy because of the... They gave some reasoning behind it. But it was like, oh, the, the serum's altering your brain. Yeah, it, it was it was another movie focusing on essentially father like issues cuz both scott had like you know saw hank almost like not not really almost like a father but you know hank chose scott over the villain i can't think of his yellow jacket yeah um but and then it's like focusing on scott's relationship with his daughter cassie uh, so mm-hmm. it was definitely the like father childhood Or father-child underlying tone, yeah, uh, which was good. His friends were hilarious. The ex-cons also. Mm -hmm. I liked the, uh, you know, the heist. That was the theme for this one. It was like a heist movie, and they did a good job. It was different enough from the rest. You know, if it's on, I always put it on because I'm like, oh, this is it's a good, solid movie. Yeah, very funny.
0: I think it's a good lighthearted movie to where you don't have to know anything about. Any of the other Marvel movies. Exactly. And you can just, if you want to laugh, you just, you put that on and, and you're good.
1: Yeah. I love the stories that his friend uh, Luis tells. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he just goes, and like, that was a great Stan Lee cameo of, crazy, stupid, fine, right? And then you see his voice about it over Stan Lee saying, crazy, stupid, fine. <laughs> and it's like, that was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very funny. One of it's up there for me. If I was talking about like the funniest Marvel movies, it's it's definitely up there for me. I would agree. I would top five. Agree. I don't know top three, but definitely top five for funniest. Yeah, Marvel if it, if we were
0: going category funniest, like I could see that.
1: Yes. So overall, that's all of them. Any any last thoughts? I think we covered
0: a lot of it. I th- like Phase Three, basically. Like it it. It was a lot like Phase 1 to where it had some really strong movies and then some duds looking back at it. But, I mean, it was good in the fact that it felt like a lot of character development was made with a lot of these movies. Like, you, you got uh, like Tony Stark's PTSD stuff. Like, even Thor and Loki's like arc got developed a little bit. Winter Soldier was great. Guardians was a good after like a good story away from everything else.
1: Yeah, there's like a palate cleanser.
0: Yep, And same with Ant-Man and Age of Ultron was okay. A lot yeah. of this I mean a lot of the problems with Phase 2 were that a lot of it was set up.
1: Yeah. That That's exactly I think like not just Age of Ultron but some of the other stand like Thor the Dark World was definitely Set up anything that yeah. focused guardians, even to that regard, was set up. Yeah, uh, and you know, just like we talked about last week with phase one's Captain America the first Avenger, it was a necessary step. Like, they needed to introduce Cap as this completely altruistic person so they can tear him down. They need to have these movies so they can all come together in the Avengers, so they need to have some of these phase two things happen so they can all come together in Phase 3. Yeah. Um, the first movie of Phase 3 was Civil War, and I think some of the character choices were made in from Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, back to Iron Man 3 because of what happens in Civil War. Yep. Or uh, because of, yeah, what they knew was coming.
0: Yeah, no, I get you. I just... There's ways that you can have your movies be set up and still good and have a a standalone plot line that people enjoy watching and i wish that with this phase like some of the movies did that a little bit better yeah but yeah other other than that there were the other problem was that there was really no looking back at this now there was no good villain in this phase at all hydra spelled about it
1: yeah that's looking at it it's um you know, I personally like. I liked the whole like twist of Iron Man three, but as a strong villain, you know, you, Phase one, you had Loki. Uh, that was that was really it. Red Skull was like a missed opportunity, just like some of these other ones. I think he was like kind of over the top and very underutilized. Yep. I think there was that was the issue. It wasn't really until and they made note of that after they said like really starting around Ultron, they were focusing on villain development as much as hero development so well
0: phase three definitely yeah looking at these
1: movies like civil war guardians 2 spider-man homecoming thor ragnarok like all black panther Yeah, gosh yeah all of these i i would argue even dr strange i would argue at least some major villain in each of those movies was better than any of the ones from phase one or two. Yep. Minus, you know, like I said, Loki's always up there. Yep, I would agree. Excellent.
0: But if you're so ranking wise for phase two, do you have a ranking of these movies?
1: Yeah, let me pull this up. So here you go first.
0: Okay. I'll start with the bottom and work my way up. Okay. Thor of the Dark World, absolute last movie. Then I went Iron Man 3. Then I went... I actually went Age of Ultron. Ant-Man. This is going to be controversial, <laughs> but that's fine. Winter Soldier was my second, and Guardians was my first.
1: I don't think that's controversial. They are both like very highly yeah, rated they're, movies. They're
0: very close together to, yeah. to me. but Especially
1: if, within uh especially within phase two. So I think yeah, my list is very similar. I just have I think one change. So my bottom is Thor of the Dark World, followed then by Age of Ultron. Which like I said, I liked at least like even Thor of the Dark World, I like parts of it. If I have it on TV and it's or if I have it on like uh, Blu ray or anything like that where I'm able to fast forward, I usually fast forward through some of it, but I'll watch it. Uh, Age of Ultron a couple months ago when I was rewatching a lot of the movies, uh, I watched that, and I was like, yeah, it definitely. There was parts I liked about it, but it's still, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. my second from the bottom. Then Iron Man three, I still really like that, mm-hmm. and then it jumps up. Ant Man is above Iron Man three, I would say. Mm, yeah, I might fluctuate with those two, but they're still like always going to be my three and four alternating for uh, phase two. My one and two it's going to have to be that's tough. It is. It's just like one and two I think alternates as well like sometimes because they're completely different style movies. I agree. Uh, But I would have to say Winter Soldier number two, Guardians number one. Oh my god people are going to like hate us. I think both of us
0: would say Guardians number one
1: yeah well i think like i said they're so like almost interchangeable because yeah. they're completely different it yeah. depends what they're you're really styles. in. The, yeah if you're yeah. in the mood for like a you know down to earth realistic uh thriller then you're gonna yeah, you know, especially like espionage like spy yeah uh-huh. captain america the winter soldier if you're in the mood for like a f- hilarious space opera then yeah, you're gonna put on guardians of the galaxy oh, yeah. and question everything in your life yeah <laughs> like howard the duck the
0: duck we forgot to mention him yes the duck
1: that was a nice little teaser too. a nod to how marvel's first on-screen movie ever of howard the duck so they had to include him yes
0: but that's awesome well that's that's phase two for us then
1: yes so please let us know what your rankings are for phase two and any thoughts that you have regarding these movies if you're you know, you have something, you are like, what are you talking about? Thor of The Dark World was the best movie. Tell us why. And we'll listen and uh, contemplate we'll, why you might be right and probably wrong. We'll, we'll try
0: to see it, I guess.
1: Yes. We'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say. read. Listener. Listen. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, please listen always remember like share subscribe follow us on Facebook and Instagram at nuts podcast 22 and Twitter at nuts podcast one one day we'll get it that change one day
0: <laughs> but it's not this day not this day uh,
1: and email us at nuts podcast 22 at gmail.com
0: yeah but
1: thank you for listening yeah thank you everyone it was marvelous yeah.
0: That's already the title for our first episode. Uh, Please
1: still listen. Yes, please.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, again, thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed Phase 2. Tune in next week for Phase 3, which is a lot more movies, so expect that that episode to be extremely long. Hold on to your butts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The word of Samuel L. Jackson from a completely different series of Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts.
0: Yep. So, again... My name is Joe. And I'm
1: Chris.